Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome back to a all new episode, a whole new season of Sports Urban Legend. Welcome everybody to the season eleventh uh, season premiere of Sports Urban Legend. Along with my co-host Macaulay Matthew, I'm of course William Ramo. What's up, Mac? How you doing? Hey man, what's up? How's it going? Uh, I'm feeling good, man. I'm glad to. Glad to be back with you, man, and I'm glad to be uh, speaking uh, to the to the you know wonderful listeners of the show, man. But um, yeah, first things first, man. You know, I wanna. Uh, you still here, Mac? Yeah, still here. Okay, that's that's good. And uh, you know, I wanna first things first. I wanna apologize. Uh, to you, you, you listeners, man, you know that unfortunately I haven't been able to, you know, do this show lately. But you know, thank God I'm gonna be able to do the show a lot more frequently. You know, you know, this was a unf- this break was unforeseen, and uh, you know, unfortunately I didn't get a chance to talk about a lot of stuff that that you know went on in the sports and entertainment world. So. We're gonna to try to do a little catch up here for the for this you know, for this episode. But again, you know, I apologize, you know, I wasn't able to, you know, do the you know, do the do the shows lately and um you know, I love and miss you guys, so I'm glad uh we have this opportunity again. So again, you know, thank you for the, you know, support, whether this is your first time listening to this show or you've been watching this show from the beginning in 09. So, you know, from the bottom of my heart, you know, I just want to thank you guys for the support. But, um, you know, with that said, let's, yeah, man, let's, let's dive right into, um, the big news of the week. And that's, uh, the New York Mets, you know, they have a new manager, a familiar face. And of course that's, uh, Carlos Beltran are arguably, um, one of the greatest positional players, if not the greatest positional player, you know, along with Daryl Strawberry, you know, in Mets history. And, you know, as you know, Mac, you know, my my choice for the, the next Mets uh, uh, manager would have been um, Joe Girardi because clearly that was the best choice out there. You know, yeah. you have – you have a guy who, who, as a player and as a manager, won a championship with the Yankees. So you know, not only can he perform in the big spot uh, in October, he's done it in New York City. Yeah. You know, so he was a layup, a layup. You know, all the reports were saying that he was interested in coming to the Mets. You know, you know when when he was doing the broadcasts, the broadcasts on Fox. You know he's he gushed about the Mets, you know, offense and team. 
Mm-hmm. And it looked like a, ma- a marriage made in heaven. But unfortunately, the Mets couldn't couldn't pull the trigger to to make this deal happen. And I and unfortunately, I, I saw this happening. Once I saw that the the Phillies were smart enough to fire Gabe Kapler, I'm like, oh boy, this is this is trouble. Because only the only team I saw given given us problems of us the Mets signing him would have been the Cubs because you know he was a former Cub player. He's from Chicago. You know he went to college I, I think in Chicago also. You know he has strong ties in Chicago. But you know that. But you know once that Philadelphia spot opened up, I'm like, oh man, they're gonna get this guy most likely, man, because you know where where the Mets are looking at no name people, you know guys with no managerial experience, like um, De- Derek Shelton and Tim Bogar, and you know of course you know people with no um, major league um, experience. Like Beltron and Eduardo Perez, um, you know the, the the Mets, Pat Murphy, you know mm-hmm. the bench coach yeah. of the Brewers apparently, um, Joe Espada, who, who's the bench coach of the the um, the Astros. You know they're looking for guys who have no managerial experience. But right. whereas the Phillies, th- that team means business, man. You know they 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 those. The major people that they were interviewing was was Girardi, um, Dusty Baker, and Buck Showalter. You know, those are the guys that Mets should have been should have been zero in zeroing in on. But Mets didn't even, to our knowledge, Mets didn't even make, you know, even interview um, Dusty Baker or my second pick, uh, Buck Showalter. You know. They weren't even. They weren't even. They weren't even interviewing them. But then they had a. Then there was rumors that they had a bombshell candidate, a bombshell candidate that they were interviewing with, and you would think it'd be like, oh, maybe it's Buck Showalter, you know? Maybe they secretly interviewed him, or or somebody of that ilk, you know? But no, apparently Pat Murphy and some other name no name people that people don't know. No, you know they're not household names. You know, these are the people that they're they're secretly interviewing with. I'm like, these are not bombshell candidates. These are bomb shelter candidates, man. I mean, like, who are these people they're interviewing with? And sure enough, Mets they hire a, a person with no experience, but yet yet we're we're all very familiar with him. And of course, that's Carlos Beltran. So here's here's my thoughts. I wanted the Mets to hire a, a, an experienced manager because obviously Mets not only hired didn't not only did they hire the worst manager in history they hired the the worst manager period in history it, it, not only in team history but in history I've never seen a worse manager in any sport than Mickey Callaway and I, I and I could do a whole episode on him period but. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, since Jordy left, he signed with the with the Phillies. The best option, no, the best option with no experience was Beltran and and Eduardo Perez. So, I get, you know, I guess, you know, you know, signing Beltran, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. You know that you know with a guy who who's passionate of coach of managing in New York. You know he um 
You know, he wore he he wore the orange and blue for seven years. You know, he's played in the city. The city. He was a superstar here. You know, he won a title with the Astros. And you know, I'm hoping that Brody Van Wagenen, who's a second year GM, is gonna give him the pieces to to succeed. You know, what I mean, I, I hope that's the case. But history shows that Mets they don't go that extra mile. They they're not gonna they're not gonna pursue Rondon, who who they should like. That that should be the guy they should be targeting. They're not gonna draft the Garrett Cole. We don't even know if they're gonna re-sign um, Zach Wheeler. So, you know what I mean? Like, if, you know what I mean? What can I say about the Mets, man? Like, they have basically two inexperienced people running the show. So, if they're not going to spend the money, it's going to be a a really tough season. And it's going to bite them in the behind, not signing Joe Girardi. Yeah, Joe Girardi Girardi should have been, like, the guy they should have, like, had – Flowers delivered to his house, you know, with mm-hmm. chocolates. Try to, yep. you know, seduce him to come here. You know, mm-hmm. they, they didn't do that. Yep, he's the top candidate out there. You know, if not him, then you know, Show Walter or Dusty Baker, like you said. I mean, the Beltron signing—it's not a bad sign because Beltron yeah. has experience in the baseball. In in the baseball executive world, you know, he's yeah. been a consultant, he's been a head coach, you know. So uh, he's not, he's just a, advanced now to being a manager, but I don't think he'll be a, a you know I don't think it's a bad signing for the Mets you yep. know, because a lot of teams are not going with this new thing where they sign former players who don't have experience to become managers now. And for the most part, it's paid off. And you had Francona win it. Not Francona, but um, uh, Alex Cora. Cora win it with the Red Sox. Um, you know, Boone has had success with the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it it, it 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 works. Even Kapler with the Phillies last year. Um, Up and down. Yeah. But. You know, even though they, this year they didn't succeed. But, you know, it's worked for the most part. So... Maybe, you know, maybe it'll work for the Mets. You know, I, I can see Beltran being a good manager. With, with, the, with the Nationals. I mean, he, yeah. he wasn't with them for long, and he, he won the title. But we're going to yeah. get into that in a few seconds. But, um, yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, I, I think I, I, I'm, opti- I'm, op- I'm cautiously optimistic about the Beltran signing. You know, obviously I wanted Girardi, but... You know, this is the the best signing that isn't, uh, you know, a person with experience, in my mm-hmm. opinion. And uh, another thing I like that he he did was that, you know, he he wants uh, Terry Collins to be his bench coach, and um as you um as you all know um Terry Terry Collins was his manager his last year with the Mets before he was traded uh for the the aforementioned uh, Zach Wheeler. So they build a bond with that short amount of time that they had in, what, 2011? And, um, you know, Terry Collins would be, if Mets would hire him, uh, because he's he's working in the Mets organization, but if they promote him to being a, a bench coach, I think that would be a great idea because this guy, he's, he's managing New York, you know, he's had success, he's done it all 
in a Met uniform other than winning yep. a title. And, you know, you could you, you could clearly see Terry Collins isn't going to be a guy who's going to be, you know, like a guy who's going to sabotage Beltron so he could get the job back, you know. He's yeah. he's going to try to help him. So I think it's a phenomenal job. You know, Terry is a, a guy of great integrity, a hard-nosed guy, you know, a baseball lifer. So I, I think it would be a great idea to hire a guy like that and it shows how Beltran knows he's a guy who doesn't have that much experience, but he's gonna lean on uh, Terry Collins. You know, is that is that official? Because no, no, it's I, not I mean, I heard there was rumors, but it didn't. No, it's not official. Um, okay, that's Beltran. That's Beltran's suggestion. Okay. And apparently, he made that same suggestion when he was working with the Yankees when he interviewed for the job before, you know, Aaron Boone uh, won the job. So he's mm. been eyeing. He's been eyeing. Um, Terry Collins as his bench coach for for a while now. I see. For 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 ye- for a couple of years, but you know, kudos to him, man. And um, so yeah, both you know, um, switching gears with the Yankees, um, you know, the Yankees, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, they they lost to the Astros in the ALCS, and then of course the Astros lost to the Nationals. They got upset by the Nationals, which I think Nationals was the first team to win every, um, you know, basically both teams, you know, won every road game, you know. First time that ever happened. Yeah. I mean, that was crazy. You know, kudos to the Nationals, man. They, they, They did what they had to do, you know. There was only two times this whole, this that whole World Series that I thought they were going to win. And, that was up. It was when they were up to nothing, and when they when they tied the when they won game six. Because I knew once they won game six, you know, basically, you know, they would they they would have had the momentum, you know, for game seven, which yeah, basically they did after they they fell behind to nothing. They were hungry, you know. They were a determined team, you know. They were the hottest team, you know, entering the postseason. You know, and they finished as the hottest team, but you know, I think uh, they deserved it. You know, they, yeah, they, they wanted it more than the Astros, even when the Astros went took the lead in that series three two. But mm-hmm. they went back to Houston, won both games just like they did the first two, and you know, I I feel good uh, for Scherzer and Strasburg. You know, one of the best two best pitchers in baseball that we've seen mm-hmm. in the last ten years, and. They definitely deserve this title to cement their legacy. They definitely did, even though I was in room for them. You know, I, I can't stand the the, the Nationals because they're they're in the NL East. So, yeah. but you know, they deserved it. You know, and you know, Nationals are gonna do. They're gonna sign people who the Mets should who should be Mets should be trying to sign to improve their team. Like yeah. they're gonna um, Strasburg opt out, so he's a free agent. So the, you know, they're gonna try to re-sign him. Uh, yeah. Randone you know, their star player, he's a he's a free agent. That's the guy Mets should be clearly going after. And then of course on the free agent side you got Garrett Cole, which basically he has pinch Yankee pinstripe written all over him. And um you know the the Yankees wisely uh they gave uh Aroldis Chapman uh a contract extension to prevent him from opting out. You know. Good. So uh, what, what, what's your thoughts about the whole, you know, the whole, you know, the, the you know, the Yankees postseason and upcoming uh, 
off season? Well, I think uh, you know the main thing this off season is they need a starting pitcher. They need an ace, you know, and whether it's Strasburg or Cole, they gotta sign one of these guys. If it's Cole, they gotta throw money. You know, it's time for the Yankees to. Go, you know, revert back to their old ways of, you know, going after that top free agent. Don't mm-hmm. worry about that luxury tax. Mm-hmm. You know, that's nothing. The Yankees make millions of dollars. You know, are you scared of a luxury tax? Mm-hmm. Hey, come on. That, that's like comical. Mm-hmm. You know, the Yankees make so much money they're scared of a tax. Mm-hmm. Imagine you being like, uh, imagine you like um, having $1,000 in your pocket and you're ready to buy something. Mm-hmm. And it costs like twenty bucks, and then you're being taxed five dollars. You're gonna be worried about that damn five dollars when you have a thousand dollars in your bank account. Like mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. So the Yankees fans like stop playing around and just sign Cole, and hopefully you know next year we can do better, go to the World Series like we we're supposed to do this year. So we need an ace. That's what the Yankees need to do: sign mm-hmm. an ace this offseason. I think they will. And, you know, Cole, Cole Hamels could be a fallback plan, too. Yeah. 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 But I, I think I think Yankees are going to acquire Garrett Cole. I think they're going to they're gonna do what they're known to, they're historically known to do. Spend they the better. money and, and get the, the guys they need. I'm just I'm just worried about the Mets if they're going to do the, they're going to finally wise up and do the same. But I guess time will tell very, very soon. Yeah. What's gonna happen? I don't think the off season is gonna be as crazy as it was, you know, this this uh this this past off season though, you know, at the end of last year to to early this year where, you know, um you got Keiko and and um I'm trying to think who was the other person Bryce Harper signing All like right. <laughs> mad deep into in the season or late late in the the um the um what you call it. Into the right well, before actually, the season started. Right, yeah. Bryce Harper took forever to sign in the off season, but then afterwards, of course, Keiko and um and uh, I'm trying to remember the closer, Kimbrel. They signed like midway into the season. <laughs> like it's crazy. And, yeah. and uh, Keiko, he pitched well for the Braves. You know, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, Mets will will also spend wisely to improve yeah. this team. They need they need to, man. Hopefully that's something that Beltron can preach to them, you know. You, you want to win, you got to spend money. Yeah, man. Speak it to them. Say in English and Spanish, man. Get it to their heads, man. Let's For real. Understand, man. Whatever language. Pig Latin, whatever. <laughs> Sign language. You know, get get that. Get get Daryl's girl, future girlfriend. What was it? Economy, I think. <laughs> Do some sign language, you know. Let them know, you know <laughs> that you know they got they got spend the money, right? But yeah, switching gears, talking about spending the money. The New York Knicks, man, they try to, you know, they try to get, you know, of course Durant and and Irving, but you know we all know how it happened. So they, you know, they signed some, you know, some players, you know, who hungry players, you know, veterans in the league. You know, like Morris and um, Peyton. I'm trying to think the other guys. Um, Randall, which yeah. was the the crown jewel, you know, of their their signing. Um, and then of you know, um, 
basically they've been losing, you know. They lost again today. They got blown out by the Kings at home. The only highlight the Knicks have is that, um, you know, um, they, they won that game. That um, one win. Yeah, that one win at the, at the <laughs> Garden. And yep. um, R.J. Barrett has, has been decent. I mean, the first four games, he was really good. Morris, he, he's been playing well. He, I think he's been averaging 28 points these last two games. But you know, typical Knicks man, they they, you know they lost they lost a heartbreaker a few days ago yep. against the Celtics. They got blown out, you know, of course um, today or tonight. And you know it's the same old Knicks man. They just they just have to, you know, change the the culture man. Mm-hmm. You know yep. because they they can't get they can't get any 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 players to come here. You know, and I that's, agree, man. It's messed up. That that's why they can't be, you know, praying, wishing, hoping for somebody to save them. They just gotta focus on themselves and build a culture that people want to come. Because according to Durant, we're not cool. But if if was a player of that that caliber who was healthy would have came, I'm pretty sure the the Knicks would have been cool. But yeah. this guy, he keep taking shots, you know. Oh, you know, they're not ready, all that stuff. But, dude, if you were healthy and you came to the Knicks, you would have changed the complexion of the team. It's like these star players, man, it's like they're waiting for – it's like they're, they're waiting for another star player to come. They they don't, they, they don't want to be the man. You know, yeah, they don't want to be the man that, that people look at and be like, wow, wow, this guy, he's the, he's the guy who changed the Knicks culture around. Nope. He just wants to be the number two or three guy but get paid like the superstar guy and be worshipped as if he's the star player. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's how these yeah, that's how these players are, man. That's why you don't want to come to the Knicks, you know, because they don't want that pressure. It's dumb. Yeah, it's dumb. I mean, with the Knicks right now, the, they don't have a point guard, first of all. Yep. They, they've tried Dennis Smith Jr., Nilekina. they've tried Nilekia, um What's the other game? You know, RJ Barrett too. You know, Shoot. hopefully before the, the the trade deadline, they could probably get them. Then the Gary same. Payton. <laughs> no, we'll not get. Um, <laughs> well, Gary Payton would definitely. Yeah, if we get Gary Payton, that'd be great. But mm-hmm. if they could trade for like a D'Angelo Russell, you know, since Clay is expected to come back this season. Uh, a guy like D'Angelo Russell would be a good fit for the Knicks. Yeah, you know? he played well in, in Brooklyn last year. Yeah. Yeah, so if we could get him to play point guard, that'd be great. But um, mm-hmm. Knicks definitely need a point guard, and they need to sharpen up their defense, man. It's like the Knicks haven't, haven't played good defense since the late 2000s. Yes, the 2001. 2000s, actually. With the exception mm-hmm. of 2013. 2013 is like the only exception. Where they had oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. one season. Other than that, yeah. they've been horrible every single year. I'm so I'm so since like 2000 2001. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Until they got upset by the Raptors, who are as of as we as we speak are the reigning defending undisputed world champions. Yeah, yeah, but you know that shows you how times change. Knicks used to be a, a team. That was respected. Raptors used to be a laughing stock, and 
Now, now the tables have been turned. Nearly twenty mm-hmm. years later, later. Yeah. And uh, the Nets, they're they aren't so good either. They, I think they're one and four, or two and yeah, four, think, something like some, that. Yeah, I think they're two and four. Something, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, man, they that first that first what was it the second game of the season? They had a like oh, a yeah. Kyrie Irving appreciation night with his jersey, you know, trying <laughs> to troll the Knicks. You know, with his jersey night. Shoot. Lucky for him, I mean, he did score 50 points the first game before then. So Yeah. But, I mean, come on. The, like, the second day of the season, they're going to have a, a jersey night already? Like, That's dumb. Can y'all wait, like, at least 15 games or half a season to do it? <laughs> like, jeez. Maybe they were psyching. Maybe they knew he was going to score 50 points the first game. And, you know, they're like, okay, let's commemorate it. <laughs> But it is what it is, man. They just they they just setting the foundation and waiting for Durant to get healthy, hopefully next year and see what they got. Yeah. It is what it is, man. And then you got shifting gears football wise. You know, both teams are abysmal. The Jets, you know, they they did the same thing that the the Mets just did. Instead of hiring a proven guy like McCarthy, they sign Adam Gates, and they're like one in seven. So oh, is that are you damn their record is one in seven? Yeah, like it's like a crazy. But they had like two that. wins this year, didn't they? I don't. They, I don't think they have. I don't. I think they only have one win. I think they're one in seven because oh. they were supposed oh. to beat the Dolphins, who were winless, but oh, now yeah, Dolphins. Yeah. Dolphins won. You know. You know, the right. team, you would have thought Adam Gates would have been fired up and have a strategy to beat be, be his former team. But sure enough, the Dolphins drowned, drowned the Jets, <laughs> you know. So, yeah. and then, of course, you know, um, you know, the whole the low light of the season was a few weeks ago, you know, the whole, um, Sam Darnold's um, seeing ghost comment when, you know, oh, yeah. he was being haunted by the Patriots that <laughs> game. Like, I mean, I mean, what can you say, man? I mean, it's just, you know, he just, the, the just have to, you know, try to win some games, man, and try to make this ghost comment a, a distant memory. Yeah. Because this yeah, season's lost. Too. And then shifting gears with the Giants, you know, Giants had has a lost season too, but you know, you know Daniel um, Jones, you know he's he's been exceeding expectations, and um, Giants are gonna, are trying to win some games, man. And oh yeah, they they recently acquired um, uh, Leonard Williams from the Jets. Oh wow! At the at a, at the trading deadline. Okay. And not, and not to mention uh, his former teammate Jamal Adams has beef with the with the Jets because apparently you know he was being shopped around to the to the Cowboys and he was you know complaining about that. Yeah. But uh, back to the Giants, man. Well, um, you know, what's your thoughts on this season? You know, with the changing of the guard with with you know Daniel Jones. Well, right now you just have to let him play. You know, he's a young quarterback. He, you know, he's gotta have, he's gotta make mistakes, but you gotta be patient with him. Let him learn, you know, 
I mean, a lot of young quarterbacks, they're not like Patrick Mahomes, you know. Mm-hmm. The season that Patrick Mahomes had is like, uh, you know, it happens one in a million. So um, you got to be patient with a guy like um, with Jones, you know, let him grow, and eventually he'll be a good quarterback, um, you know, that we envision that he'll be. You know, but right now, you know, let him play it out and – yeah, hopefully this team can finish with a 500 record before the season ends. Maybe go on a run in playoffs, but that's uh, acting for too much. I just want to see them play competitively, you know? Okay. Speaking of uh, competitiveness, um, WWE, man, um, they had a phenomenal uh, week, especially um, the SmackDown. But before... SmackDown, you know, the highlight of the week was, you know, Bray Wyatt finally winning the the WWE um, Universal title against uh, mm-hmm. Seth Rollins. Yep. Um, and before I get into that, I'm trying to think of what notable matches they had. There was Brock Lesnar dominating uh, Kane Velasquez, which oh, was yeah. a rematch of their um, real-life UFC match they had nine years ago. And uh, he won Brock that. Lesnar dominated him. Yeah. And got him to tap out to the Kamora lock. Yeah. yeah. Velasquez, uh, he looked like a bitch. Brock <laughs> Lesnar treated him like that. <laughs> Lesnar got his revenge. Yep. And um, Alicia Evans uh, fought against um, um, Natalia. Oh, yeah, that's another good one. Yeah, that was the first time, you know, women, fought, you know, competed uh, in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Wrestlers. If I'm remember, I think Natalia got her to tap out, right? Uh, Yes, correct. And Natalia defeated her by tap out. And, yeah, yeah, it was good. That was a good match. Mm-hmm. I think there was also another women's match you had, um, um, no, was that the only one? No, I think that was the only one. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was the only one, yeah. That was the only one. Right, right. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of other matches, but notable matches. Um, the OC won that tag team tour Mario match to determine who's oh, the greatest yeah. tag team in the world. I mean, that's literally the tagline. I mean, the tagline is probably longer, but yeah. Yeah. They're obsessed with this great, the best in the world tagline, every crown jewel. Last time was Shane McMahon. You know, winning that tournament. Oh yeah. Even though he didn't compete in most of the matches <laughs> in the tournament, but yeah, that's that's what happened. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, what else uh, happened? Um, so, yeah, the Tyson Fury defeat Braun Strowman. Yeah, that's right. But by countout. Yeah, by countout. But he knocked them out. But then they had what? They should just made a last man standing match. Because right. you know, of course. Of course, he knocks them out, and they count as if he knocks them out. It's really a count out, but acting like it's a, a TKO. Right. You know, but and then of course Braun Strowman attacks him with the running power slam, which which is predictable. I mean, I mean we all knew Braun Strowman is, was going to lose to him, you know, because Braun Strowman is like the new the 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 newer version of Big Show. You know, he's the yeah. Big strong dude, you know who you know who dominates. But then when it's a marquee matchup, you know WWE makes some loses. Right. 
and put over, especially celebrity talent, like Big Show with um, Shaq or um, Floyd Mayweather, you know. Well, the good thing about this match is that Strowman, he didn't, like, he, he, didn't, he wasn't pinned, you know? Yeah. That so, is true. So he lost on the technicality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's no shame to getting knocked out by the reigning lineal uh, heavyweight champion, which was the first time, you know, a heavyweight champion competed in the ring as a champion. You know, of course, right. you know, Mike Tyson has competed in a WWE ring. And, of course, you know, um, um, Floyd Mayweather, obviously he was never a heavyweight champion, but, you know, he's, he's competed inside a WWE ring. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean... It was. It is what it was, you know. It is, you know. But um, I'm trying to think of other memorable um, matches. You had the, the the scene, of course, the big match. Right? Yeah, this is a, yeah. Let's get into that. Yeah, which you will call it. Um, uh, AJ Styles, I think, defended his title against um, Umberto Carrillo. Carrillo. Oh yeah, yeah. But you know. Uh, but yeah, Brock Lesnar, man. He no, not Brock Lesnar. Um, Bray Wyatt. Finally, finally, they finally put the title on him. You know, just like Kofi Kingston, the fans complaining about, you know, Kofi Kingston on his on the road to WrestleMania to put the title on him, and then of course Daniel Bryan on on the road to WrestleMania, WrestleMania 33, a WrestleMania 3, I should say. You know, they finally listened to the fans, and put the title. On Bray yeah. Wyatt, so that which should have happened in the first him. match. Mm-hmm. Ruined the Hell in the Cell match for no reason. Right. So that's when the title should have been on, like having the 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 Hell in the Cell and in disqualification. Like, come on, that's a joke. And that's my favorite stipulation match. That's my favorite match, period. And they ru- they ruined that stipulation with that horrible ending. Two years in a row, Hell in the yeah. Cell ends in a controversy. The last year. Brock Lesnar interfered against, I think it was Braun Strowman and um, um, what's his name? Um, Br- um, Roman Reigns. He f fives, I think, both of them, and leaves oh, them yeah. lying on the lying in the ring. Yeah. And if I you remember, remember last year, I was like, he should just took Roman Reigns or whoever and pinned them and and made a decision. It was that simple. But no, and in this time, the Hell in the Cell, we you know us fans were complaining because. You know, it ended in disqualification, but then apparently the next day it was revealed that Seth Rollins won <laughs> by 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 um you know con- no contest by him essentially knocking out um Bray Wyatt with the the referee. I don't know what I don't know what sport sports he's been watching. He he must have not seen the Hell in a Cell match with with Mick with Mick Foley and Undertaker or. The um Armageddon six man um Hell in the Cell with The Rock, Stone Cold, Kurt Angle, Rikishi, Undertaker, and uh, uh Kurt Angle like there's been four, or even Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels the first ever Hell in the Cell. There's been a lot yeah. more brutal Hell in the Cell matches, but no, this umpire, I mean referee had to be like, no, you're better than this. Don't do this, stop falling. <laughs> like, I mean, dude, this is a Hell in the Cell match. What do you expect him to do? Play Batman in with him? Like, come on. And the match ended in the most dumbest fashion. 
But there was WWE, also the uh, the Team Hogan versus Team Flair match. Right, and um, Roman Reigns hits hits a RKO on not RKO, a spear on uh, on Orton to seal that victory. Yep. But yeah, Bray Wyatt he he finally got the title, and hopefully they will utilize him the right way. Hopefully, right. Yeah, they should make him at least hold on to the title, at least until WrestleMania. Or, you know, know you know what? Maybe you make, you can have him win a WrestleMania match. Let him fight against, you know who should be the person who should eventually take the title off him? Who? Braun Strowman. They need to, they need to build that guy up. Because right now, him and Bray Wyatt are like on the same level. Well, I mean, Bray Wyatt has the title now, so, you know, he's elevated. But it's like those guys, they're they're pushed they're 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 pseudo main event guys. You know the fans want these guys to be main event guys, title championship holder guys. But then once they get a big opportunity, a title match, WWE finds the most dumbest ways to make them lose on a technicality. Yeah. So they should build up both guys, have them destroy people, legit, you know, wrestlers, and then afterwards make them set it up for a feud between those guys. I mean, they're both white, you know, former white family members. And it would be organic when he, when they finally face each other, have Bray Wyatt lose to him. And then that would build, um, you know, Braun Strowman into the star. He, you know, we, we all know he could be. That's a good idea. Cause I can't really see idea. anybody else other than Brock Lesnar beating him. Except Seth Rollins, man. Seth Rollins, yeah, he beat him in the hell in the cell by technicality, but, he took like a hundred curb stomps in these, these two <laughs> matches alone. Yeah. And I mean, he can't lose. He can't lose to the curb stomp. So it's like, what the hell can Seth Rollins do against him? That's what shows why it's so dumb that Seth Rollins won. The, the hell in the cell because yeah. he had, he had eleven tur- curb stomps. I think in both matches. Each, and it still wasn't enough. And yet he yeah. won. Like, come on. Yeah, the scene was. Uh, the, I'm glad that the fiend won the title, and now, you know, you may you may even have like a fiend versus Brock Lesnar match at WrestleMania. What if that well, happened? That'd be awesome. But they, but but they're both title holders, and not, they're not going to have a unification match. Well, not so. it doesn't have to be a unification. It could be just champion versus champion, and whoever wins just wins for bragging rights. You know? Yeah, but to me, if you're gonna have both of them as championship champions, you, it gotta be an unification match. Nah, to me, nah. or I, I have, mean, we've we've had that before within the last several years where the champion versus champion. Oh well, yeah, that's the bragging rights pay per view event. You know, yeah. for the men. But yeah, right. and the well, Mimi Becky Lynch and uh, Charlotte Flair too. Yeah, but that was a real that was a real unification match. Well, yeah, because, yeah. Because it was her, Becky Lynch, and Ronda Rossi. Yeah, it's true. A lot of times, you know, that doesn't always happen like that. But Yeah, like bragging, like the bragging rights for reveal event, they have champion versus champion, and there's no... Yeah. The, the title is on the line. Right, right, exactly. That's why you can have it, you know? Yeah. It doesn't have to be for unification. But, uh, yeah, sure. But if they did do that, I mean, I could see... I can see Fiend winning that too. I hope so. Because you know WWE's in love with making Brock Lesnar win matches, so. Yeah. 
I could easily see Brock, Brock Lesnar winning, even though um, Wyatt should should win that match because he needs to be elevated. Yeah. Brock Lesnar losing a, losing a match here and there is not gonna kill him, kill his uh, legacy. Nah. But yeah, lastly, speaking of legacy, NXT man, they they dominated uh, SmackDown, and I I think it's gonna be the same on Raw. They're gonna invade Raw, you know. And then I think there's gonna be a retaliation between, uh, especially SmackDown on on uh, Wednesday night, and maybe even Raw also on Wednesday night when NXT is there, like. Wow. I mean, it was a smart idea having NXT invade SmackDown and just run rough shot on them. You know, da- uh, Daniel Daniel um, Bryan lost to Adam Cole. Um, Cena Baszler, the NXT Women's Champion, um, demolished Sasha Banks and um, especially Bailey. And uh, I'm trying to remember, Sami Zayn got his butt kicked by uh, Matt Riddle. Uh, and um, um, Kevin Lee, I think his name is the the black dude. I uh, I know his last name is no Keith Lee. I think his name is. Yeah, he. So yeah, they they definitely put on a show the NXT. So I'm really looking forward to this storyline. Yeah, it's, it's very similar to that Alliance storyline, but you know, I'm really intrigued. I gotta I gotta more watch more of NXT. Yeah, definitely. It definitely, it definitely piqued the interest, you know, for sure. Because now the lines are blurred, you know. You know, there's gonna be retaliation by SmackDown, and I think even Raw. After, I think NXT is gonna invade Raw. So, yeah, that's gonna definitely make NXT much see. And NXT is, you know, clearly the high flying, you know, wrestling brand. But with this invasion, there's gonna be a lot of eyes, including yours truly. Watching the event, man. So, yeah. Um, Mac, anything you want to say quickly? Uh, just check out my show iMac on Saturdays at ten on the on Block Talk Radio, and come back here check out Sports Every Legend. Usual time Saturdays at eleven. You heard only the guy on Block check- Radio. You heard the guy check out both shows and check out my YouTube channel Sports Every Legend TV. Check out Sports Every Legend every Saturdays at ten, eleven, and iMac at Saturdays at ten. He's Macaulay Matthew. I'm William Rommel, and I'll see you guys next time. Peace. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.